Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 9. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The text for our proclamation today comes from the Old Testament prophecy of Isaiah in chapter 55 and serves as the basis of our theme for the 16th Sunday after Pentecost. Always present with you. Seek the Lord while he can be found. Indeed, the people of God may have felt this was nearly impossible, if not even hurtful, to mention their midst. They were hearing these words in captivity, in a foreign land, under foreign authorities, compelled by their laws to even worship foreign gods. Just imagine being ripped from your hometown, forced to learn a new language, and even forced to attend worship at the temple of a false god. Now, imagine me, your pastor, Showing up and telling you, hey guys, God won't be with you forever. You better worship him before he is gone. I can just imagine that you would all take me to the local town square and string me up after all you have been through. How could he be so insensitive? How could he be so condescending, you might say? I am equally horrified of the burden that this must have put on Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, better known to us as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They probably felt the same, having to preach on this word to God's people who were in captivity, learning a new language, and being forced in public to worship false gods. But they were there for a reason, were they not? After all, they had been enamored with foreign nations in their midst and began to adapt their ways. They willingly walked out in public, freely adapting behavior forbidden by God. They even completely forgot God altogether and enthusiastically worshipped false gods instead. So one may not even be certain that they would be upset at their circumstances at all or feeling any loss whatsoever and quite comfortable with the new gods. In fact, they may have even loved them. And that changes the task for Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah entirely. They no longer need to comfort God's people they need to reform them. And we, as 
benefactors of the 16th century Reformation ourselves. No. The shepherds can't do anything. Only God's word can. And Isaiah's prophecy, read by the pastors in Babylon, would accomplish the unimaginable for God's people. I wonder what would happen if we could step back in time to 50 or 60 years ago and ask the Lutherans then what they think the church might look like today. Now, I'm not referring to six months ago today. I think that hymnal worship services, council governance, and school uniforms are boilerplate that they would be familiar with even 50 years ago. No, I'm talking about TV-style broadcast for free, with access for everyone without even needing a TV. Worship folders, sermons, and Bible studies electronically sent into the homes before church services. Free audio recordings, just like this one, of the sermon made available before it was even preached in public. And none of this was because we imagined it, but because God did it. Present with his word every step of the way. How many of us before COVID-19 were not really seeking him, distracted from the lures of this world, and now find him present with them through the tendrils of technology, reaching not only into their homes, but their hearts as well. And how many of us have had our eyes open to God's handiwork, making our ministry present with God's people again? It's not the way anyone in Christendom was preparing but it was the plans God had in mind for his children held in captivity of their sin. Because their ways were not his ways, and his thoughts were not their thoughts, God found a way to change their thinking. Looking at Isaiah's prophecy today, I think we all know we could have come from further down, needing to be lifted higher up. God's people were down in a dungeon of unbelievable, and for us today, unimaginable idolatry. So horrible was their condition, even God grieved that he ever made man upon the earth. It simply does not get any deeper than that. When you have fallen from favor from God, but just because God grieved them, that doesn't mean he ever stopped loving them. Have you ever had to be the disciplinarian for a child you loved? It is heart-wrenching to provide punishment that reasonably dissuades them from future misconduct. But you do it because you love them enough to protect them from the greater evil they could experience should you let the life lesson pass. Many of us have seen the children passed over from punishment only to be passed into the permanent penal system. God says in James 5, 19-20, My brothers, 
If anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. In Proverbs 27, 5, better is open rebuke than hidden love. So God has encouraged and commanded us to do what we otherwise would not have done and descends from the heights of heaven to our depth to help carry us back up. What greater example of this can there be than our risen Lord Jesus? He descended from heaven to walk with and love lowlifes like us. Notice he didn't ask to be in the king's court. He didn't mix with the rich and famous. Rather, he sought out the lowliest and lifted them up to sit by his side, walk his way, and think on his thoughts. Then they took him from the very depths of society, lifting him up to crucify him on the cross. And it was there that he achieved the greatest victory ever in love for the very ones who put him there. He crushed the aspirations of the devil. He made God present with everyone and was crowned a king on his throne rather than the criminal the Romans thought they were crucifying. Two weeks ago, I told you about my friend who participated in the post-seminary applied learning program because our district president asked, will you do it for me? Well, that same friend has had some unbelievable struggles in his life before he was a pastor right up until today. The losses he has experienced have had a ripple effect in his life that would easily decimate greater men. In a word, his life is rough every day. But when he sits down and takes just a few hours each week to ponder God's word, it is as if all those troubles simply fade in comparison to God's full presence in his holy word. I personally get to see this every week. It's transformative. It's calming to him. And it takes him to a place of refuge and retreat from all that ails him that week. He's without a doubt tapping into a rejuvenating life force that only God can give by his presence in his word. I have seen it in all of you as well. In the churchyard workers that joyfully work in God's creation to make this campus more beautiful for all than it would have been without their efforts. In the church when you are all singing that powerful and life-renewing hymn. In devotion. When you are pondering God's wisdom, strengthened by his encouragement, and teaching one another through heartfelt discussion back and forth. I have seen you standing at the baptismal font with joy at the adoption of another child into God's eternal family. I have witnessed it as you stood together to commune directly with God through his body and blood in with and under the bread and the wine. I have felt your shining countenance beaming back at me as I said those words. As a called and ordained servant of the word, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, God in those moments was ever so present with you. That is when you sought the Lord because he was seeking you where you could be found so he could always be present with you. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.